This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous with the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each week, we have one goal in mind, to provide advice, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney. Each morning, I wake up to an insane number of emails and newsletters and promotions and updates from our supplier partners around the world. And I would be lying if I told you that I open and read each one of them. It just really isn't feasible. So when I do read a newsletter that I know always provides value and that always has positive, uplifting news to share, those are the emails that I like to open first to start my day. Positive Vibes from KAI is one of those positive, uplifting newsletters that I love to read each week. It's sent out from Cartagena Associates Incorporated, also known as KAI, a travel representation company that focuses on the exotics of Africa, Asia, South America, the Middle East, India, and the Indian subcontinent. Here with me today is Andrew Finn, the business development manager at KAI and the person behind these amazing newsletters. Andrew, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be on. So in the Positive Vibes newsletter, it's introduced as a weekly series dedicated to the positive stories you may have missed this week in the travel industry and the world. Tell me a little bit about the background of this newsletter. What inspired it? When did you start it? How do you find the stories? I'm always amazed because every time I open it and read it, I've never heard of any of these stories. So I'm fascinated by the background of this newsletter. Yeah, it was an idea that came to me pretty early on once we all were locked in uh, to the pandemic. I think it was April or so. I was sitting with my wife and just chatting and I started scribbling different ideas on a piece of paper. And this is one that came out. I really like it because you know, it is such a dark time right now. And there's a lot of reasons to be down and out. But there's also so many incredible reasons uh, to be happy and excited and and see the good in life. A friend of mine once called me an eternal optimist. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. But I do think there's always some good to be taken out of a situation. So by focusing on these uh, different stories that do shine some really positive light in these times, I thought it was worth sharing. And it turns out that people really enjoyed reading them. So we've been doing them since May. And we've been sending them out every week ever since we find the stories from all over the place. I'm a big listener of NPR. So every once in a while, I'll hear a story on there. I read a bunch of of different online outlets as well. So find some there, but it's really a team effort. Everybody on the KI team looks for stories throughout the week. And somebody can't sleep at two in the morning, all of a sudden your phone pings with a really great positive vibe story for that week. So they do come from everywhere. um, And we look for three throughout the week. Sometimes it's really easy. And sometimes it's, you know, Friday morning, and you've got to send it out and you're really trying to get that last one. So it changes every week. So just to give everyone an example of the types of stories, I've got a couple of the Positive Vibes newsletters open here. This first story is called The Great Green Wall Across Africa, which is a project to halt the desertification of villages near the Sahara. And of course, you're always linking the article, so then I can go read more about that if I want. The next one is Saving Nara's Deer with Edible Plastic Bags, which is in Nara, Japan. A local entrepreneur heard about that the deer were dying from consuming plastic bags from tourists. And so he set out to do something about it. And another story in this, this is one newsletter, guys, so much positive news. India is paying it forward. India will come out of the pandemic as one of the top producers of the coronavirus vaccine. And they've announced plans to provide their neighboring countries of Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Seychelles, and Mauritius with 20 million doses for their citizens. So it's just, it's full of amazing positive news from around the world. But also, I think what excited me most about some of these stories is that I felt like 
like this would resonate with my clients. And this is something that I don't want to just keep for myself. I want to share these news articles and these amazing stories on social media. I want to share them with clients because it's so easy to find beautiful pictures of travel all over the world, but it's not always easy to kind of dig in deeper to these cultures and know like what's going on around the world. What are the positive things coming out of these countries that we're also interested to visit? So I feel like this is also in addition to the positive vibes, it's also just approaching these amazing destinations from a different angle that I've never seen before, which is why I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, you know, and I've shared this idea with family and friends that aren't have nothing to do with the travel industry. And they say, sign me up, I want to get them as well. So absolutely, this is something to be shared with clients. It's just it's really good positive stories. And like you said, it's not flipping through Instagram and seeing that Instagram famous shot of this beach or that villa or whatever it is. It's, it's sharing things that are happening around the world that you probably haven't heard of. And, and I think that's what people find so so much value. in. So you mentioned that now we're in March, you've been sending them out since last May. So we're coming up on a year. Are there any stories that you've included in the Positive Vibe newsletters that really stand out to you and that that you remember that were included in the newsletters? Yeah, lots. Um, that, that's one of the fun things is I tend, you know, I'll find a story or someone on the team will and then I'll, you know, take way too long reading about it just because I really enjoy what I'm reading about. I think I have to start with the birth of my son as my favorite one. I, it's been great too, because we've been able to highlight a, a lot of friends in the industry that have had children or um, gotten married or all these you know different things. You'd normally see them and celebrate together at a trade show, but we haven't had that opportunity. So it's a great way to kind of remind everybody that we are really tight in this industry and there's a lot of good things happening. Outside of that, uh, one of my favorites, there's this woman named Emily Harrington and she free climbed El Capitan in Yosemite in less than a day. Um, she was the first woman to do that and she said in, in her interview following it that in her head, she just kept saying over and over, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And I loved it so much that I wrote it down. I stuck it on my wall. I look at that saying every day. So, you know, those things, they inspire me for a lot longer than just that week. But, mm -hmm. you know, you have a wide spectrum of stories that have stuck with me from Burundian refugees making soap in camps to keep COVID out to prehistoric art being found. Um, and, you know, it's there's something that was found in Colombia and they're saying it's the Sistine Chapel of the ancients, like such cool wow. cave art. So there's a lot of different stories. And every week we try and change the destinations and, and the themes of them. Do you plan to keep this going even when things return back to quote unquote normal? I really hope you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we will. There was a point when the new year came in January and I was like, so we're we going to keep doing this. And everybody on my team was like, absolutely. We're going to keep doing this. Good. Why would we stop? So yes, I think the plan is to keep going with it. I think that I have mentioned on previous podcast episodes that representation companies are my favorite partners to meet when I go to trade shows um, or just when I have any sort of a networking opportunity, I really seek out the representation companies. They feel like a little, not a secret because I don't keep them secret, but they just feel like a little secret tool in my back pocket that a lot of times clients ask travel advisors, like, I don't know how you do what you do. I don't know how you find these amazing places. And the truth is a lot of the information that I know is from fellow advisors, but a lot of it is also from representation companies because there are incredible suppliers and hotels and experiences around the world that I might find on my own if I dig deep enough. But if I find it on my own and I've never heard about it and no one else has ever heard about it, I probably won't have the confidence to work with them on behalf of a client. And so when a representation company comes in and puts their stamp of approval on that hidden gem that I found, that's what it's like the most amazing combination for me. So representation companies are my favorite, but I want to give everyone who doesn't know or who doesn't know a lot 
lot of different representation companies. Give me the non-industry definition of what a representation company is so that people kind of have an idea of what your role is in the industry and how you kind of work together with suppliers and travel advisors. Absolutely. And you know, when I first found this job, I didn't even know what a representation company was. I'd been in the industry for a year and a half and uh, this position opened up and I had to do a bit of research and even then I didn't fully understand. Oh, okay. So what did you do before you worked with KAI? Sure. Before that, I um, well, I, I backpacked around the world for about four years doing different things. And then I, I ended up in New York City bartending at a jazz club. And a friend of mine said, you love travel, you should be in the industry. And she got me connected with a company called Luggage Free um, that actually pick up oh. your luggage at your house, send it around the world. Yeah. When you get there, uh, your bags are waiting. So I that was my that was my intro officially to the travel industry. I, I took a pretty serious pay cut, but it got me in the industry. And I knew that I didn't want to be shipping luggage, but I was making connections. I was understanding how the pieces fit together. I was doing all those steps that you need to kind of have a broader vision of the industry and decide which direction you want to go down. And I'm so thankful that I ended up in uh, the representation world. I absolutely love it. I feel very, very fortunate. But you know, jumping back to your question, what do I typically tell people not in the industry because everyone's just like, I see you going on these amazing places. You have the dream job. What what do you do? I pretty much tell them my, my book answer is if you have an incredible property in the middle of South Africa and you know killer safari lodge, but you don't have the means to have a full-blown sales team in North America. Um, you can't rely just on the internet for advertising yourself. You can hire a representation company and we work as a sales and marketing um, extension of your brand. So, you know, I can walk into a travel agency and I am for that moment, this property, I am the Duini collection, I am the Leela Palaces, whatever it may be. And I, I really like it too, because I represent a number of different, as you're mentioning, places around the world, different properties, DMCs, trains. So I can go to five meetings in a day and wear five completely different hats. So the conversation mm-hmm. is always fresh and changing. I'm not talking about the same two properties over and over and over. The conversation can change throughout the day. I love that. And so I hope this isn't um, too uh, behind closed doors of a question, but correct me if I'm wrong. The benefit for travel advisors with representation companies is that you represent a portfolio of small hidden gems, smaller hotels, smaller DMCs that we might not meet otherwise. And then the benefit for the actual DMC in the hotels is that the cost of working together with a representation company is a fraction or is some lesser amount than it would be to hire a full-time sales and marketing team just for their product alone. And so that enables them to gain the representation without having a full-blown sales and marketing team. Is that the business model? Have I gotten that right? Correct me if I haven't. Yeah, no, definitely pretty close. I think there's a lot of reasons that um, different suppliers around the world would want to work with a representation company. Certainly, it can be cost effective uh, versus having your whole team there. Also, we, you know, Cartagena Associates, we've been around for 25 years. So we have some pretty serious inroads, uh, especially in Africa and Asia. So if you're a property and you want to be, uh, you know, want to have your name out there more in the States, we're a great way to go because we know a lot of those top Africa sellers already. So you're really getting a huge leg up as opposed to starting a sales team from scratch trying to do it yourself. And then, yeah, as far as the benefit and value for travel advisors, yes, we do represent a lot of the hidden gems, smaller properties, not only, you know, the Leela Palaces, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, they're a well-known brand right now, the number one rated mm-hmm. hotel brand in the world by Travel Leisure. So, uh, you know, not yep. uh, super small, but at the same time, we do represent someone like uh, Mandoro Safari Lodge and the Velkavogding Game Reserve of South Africa, which most people, even if they sell Africa, might not know Velkavogding Game mm-hmm. Reserve. Um, and that, you want to talk about hidden gems, there are a few in South Africa that are more hidden and incredible than that. So uh, it's a blend of the both. And as far as what we bring to the table, 
or advisors, I think the most important thing is education. You can be a super expert in Italy, but then somebody has a request for Thailand and you've never sold it. Well, give us a call because we make sure we get to Thailand very often and we know it inside out. Um, so whether that's for a honeymoon or a family of five or a multi-generational trip, you know, we know the destinations well enough to be able to walk you through what is right for your clients and give you kind of a very honest opinion because we want you to keep coming back to us. And so we're not going to try and push mm -hmm. you in a direction that doesn't make sense for your clients because we want to continue to be that great educational resource for you. I mean, of course, we do a lot of uh, FAM trips. We call them BDTs, business development trips or educationals, and a lot of VIP and of clients. You, know, you have honeymooners. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that experience is incredible for them. So a lot of that stuff as well. But in my mind, uh, the education and just bringing your awareness to some things you might not know or destinations or properties you might not know is the biggest thing. If any travel advisor asks me what a rep company is, because I don't have the elevator pitch of a rep company, I just say it's a win-win-win for everyone. It's great for us. It's great for the suppliers. Like, just go talk to them. <laughs> it truly is. I, I love any business model that's win-win-win is right up my alley. Yep. Representation yep. companies certainly fit that. Exactly. Okay, so I briefly mentioned in the introduction the areas of the world that KAI represents. So talk to me a little bit about the partners that you're working with and and how you're curating the partners in your portfolio. How does KAI decide to say yes to bring a new partner on board and to represent them? What are you looking for? Every representation company does it a little bit differently. Uh, we tend to be on the spectrum, I think, way more selective um, than many. So we typically will look for you know more family-owned and operated brands, people with like-minded, similar ethos to KAI. We are a family-owned and operated brand ourselves. Henry Cartagainer started the company 25 years ago. His son, Dave, David has taken it over uh, the last six years or so. You know, we want to work with companies that care more about their staff and their guests than the bottom line. Uh, that's very much how we operate. Just kind of tell a little bit of a personal story, but I think it does tie in. The week I started at KAI, my grandfather died and I was very close with him. And the, the team at KAI didn't know me at all. They, had, they didn't owe me anything. And yet they said, you need flights? We'll book your flights. You need a car? We'll book your car. You need to take days off. Don't worry about it. We won't document anything. Just go do what you have to do. Take care of that. Come back when you're ready. And, you know, it's such a, a warm, welcoming, we got your arms around you kind of approach. And that's the same approach that we take with our clients that we bring on. And a lot of those clients we've been working with for over two decades, and they're more like friends now. Yes, they pay us mm -hmm. retainers to keep talking about them, but we talk all the time as friends. And it's really great. So we want to work with people that we respect. And we turn away a dozen people for everyone that we actually take on as a, as a new brand in our collection. So when you're turning away, like when you're really deciding, okay, if we turn away a dozen for everyone that we accept, and when you decide okay, we're going to say yes to you. Aside from the family owned and operated, what other qualifying factors are you looking for that really makes it feel like a, a big, you know, resounding yes for the team? Well, one, we don't want to represent somebody that we can't do justice. So we're not going to represent somebody in a destination that we don't know well. And that's been a conversation the last three years or so. There's one place in particular we keep going back and forth. And I think we just need to learn the destination a lot better. We want to make sure that we can do you justice, that we know the place really, really well. And we we are very big in giving back. Uh, KI has the KI Foundation where we've opened up a maternity ward in Zambia. Uh, we're, we're helping with a school in Cambodia. So we certainly want the people that we work with to also have those kind of um, corporate social responsibility elements. We are very much a work hard, play hard team. And so we hope that the partners that we, we are with are, are that have that kind of mentality as well. As far as who we actually are going to bring in, I think it comes down to the personal conversations we have with them. Does it feel like it makes sense? There's not going to be any competition with our within our portfolio and is it something that we think the North American trade would really enjoy learning about?
Hey, Masters in Travel, like me and probably like you, most travel advisors are working from home by themselves. So often we're navigating challenges in a silo, constantly reinventing the wheel, trying to figure out what the next best step is. When in reality, we're all navigating similar challenges. So why are we doing it alone? We learn so much by simply being around other travel advisors, being in the same room, virtual or in person, listening to everyone's thoughts, ideas, and questions. With the Masters in Travel, community and think tank, I've simply created the room. You might not always have a specific question to ask and that's okay. We learn a lot by listening. We learn a lot by staying curious and by simply being in the room. Every so often, I'll start the conversation with prompts and conversation starters to bubble up thoughts, ideas, and questions you didn't realize you had. You know me, I always have questions to get the conversation started. The Masters in Travel community and think tank is where you can bring your questions, your challenges, and your ideas to a safe space to brainstorm, collaborate, and gather insights from other advisors' experiences. No more throwing spaghetti at the wall. Join our community of entrepreneurial, growth-minded travel advisors to really move the needle in your business and to accelerate your success. To learn more and to sign up for the Masters in Travel community and think tank, go to community.mastersintravel.co. That's community.mastersintravel.co. Okay, back to the show. So I believe that I only learned about KAI at RepFest last year, which is really exciting because RepFest is a brand new online festival <laughs> of representation companies that came out of the pandemic. So as representation companies are my favorite, I signed up and would have paid whatever amount they asked me for. And I i don't even know how to say, I went into RepFest thinking that I knew all the representation companies. <laughs> And I was surprised because the KAI was in there. I did not know about you guys before. And there were a couple others that I learned about. So that was even more exciting. So tell me a little bit about RepFest and about your experience um, from your side of of the festival and how you thought it went last year. Yeah, RepFest was an idea that came to me pretty early on in the pandemic. I actually was in Tanzania in March. And when the world started shutting down, I flew home and the day I got back, I think I called my good friend Tyler Lamont, who's one of the owners mm-hmm. of Index Select. Um, and mm-hmm. Tyler and I are always bouncing weird ideas off of each other. It's one of the things I love about uh, my relationship with him and the other reps and, and the people in our industry. Um, and I said to Tyler, hey, if there's the opportunity throughout this to be able to work together, to find a way that you know we can do something, let's take advantage of that. And a couple months later, um, the idea of RepFest popped into my head. There had been a lot of virtual events that started happening in the industry. And I'm talking with people asking, what was your feedback to different advisors? What do you think of this, that, the other? And there was no resounding. That was amazing. That was the best. These people nailed it. To everybody trying to throw a virtual event to their defense, nobody knew really how to do it. Nobody had done it in the travel industry. Mm -hmm. So it was new for everybody. But in taking all those kind of, this is what I didn't like, or this is what I didn't like, I thought, how can we do it better? And I came up with this idea to base it off of a music festival, because music as with travel is another passion of mine. And what's so great about a music festival is when you walk in and the fields open and there's five stages and on that stage, there's jazz and that stage is rock and roll. That stage is hip hop. That stage is country. And you can decide what you want to do at that moment. I'm into this music. I'm going to go over to that stage. I'm into that music or I want to go, you know, that you know, hot dog is really good. I'm going to go to the hot dog or I'm just going to go sit in my car with my buddies. So you have full control to decide what you want to be listening to, when you want to be listening to it. Uh, and I thought that was a neat way to approach a travel industry because a lot of times at these, you know, trade shows, we're forced into meetings that really won't work for us. You know, maybe you don't sell Africa at all. So why am I meeting with five Africa clients in a row, um, five mm-hmm. Africa suppliers in a row? Um, 
And I thought it'd just be so great to give the power to the travel advisor to say, this is what I'm into. And maybe for the next hour, I'm not into anything, or I got to make some phone calls, or I got to go cook lunch for the kids. So it wasn't that you have to be here. It's mm-hmm. that this is open for you. And when you want, when you're you know, in the mood to listen to that music or to hear that, that supplier talk, then definitely pop on and check it out. And one thing that was really neat is you know, we didn't want these to be typical PowerPoint presentations that you might get at any other trade show or on a Zoom call that we've all been doing. So we asked all the suppliers to kind of think creatively, think outside the box. For example, rather than showing us this incredible suite and what it's like to be on a, a game drive, you know, why don't you take us around the staff quarters and show us where the staff lives and how they cook their meals and I think it's very valuable for travel advisors to kind of see the full picture. And a lot of times we're only showing the really pretty stuff, but it's nice to get kind of that full perspective. And as you, as you viewed the different sessions at RepBest, there was a wide range of content Mm -hmm. and we got just rave reviews about that. People loved it, you know, and you can't be all places all the time. And what we did was have five concurring stages, each with different content. So we did want to pull at you like what's more important, but we also created something called the vault where all mm-hmm. the sessions lived. And that way, if you miss something or you, like we were saying, you had to put your kids to sleep or whatever it may be, you could always go back later and catch any of the sessions that you missed or something you wanted to rewatch or share with the client. I was watching sessions in the vault for the following 30 days. And I was almost hoping like, maybe they won't shut it down like they said they did because I would have kept watching. Um, I was just watching maybe one or two like throughout the week as I could, just slowly trying to catch up. I really, really enjoyed it. And I loved the combination of like intense learning. Like I'm taking notes, I'm learning about a destination, I'm learning about a new hotel. And then other ones kind of like you mentioned, I was just enjoying the conversation. Yep. You know, yeah, and that was so great. We had some suppliers that were participating came back and it's like, well, I don't have the budget to do this crazy high end production. This that. It's like, well, you can also open a bottle of wine, get the conservationist friend you have that lives down the road, and the two you have a great chat on conservation and drink a bottle of wine. And people were so receptive to those kind of conversations. Um, and outside of just typical suppliers, we we had a whole bunch of what we called industry partners. So these were people that were talking about diversity in travel or uh, female executives in travel. We did sessions on how uh, the psychology of happiness within travel. So a lot of different sessions that were things that we think should be discussed and aren't discussed nearly enough um, in our industry. So it allowed us to do some really creative things uh, in that space as well. Mm -hmm. How was your experience on your side of setting up a virtual event? Did you receive enough positive feedback? And is it starting to go smoothly now that you're planning RepFest number two? That Do you feel that virtual events will continue on um, as things start to open up again as well? Yeah, I do. I, I think this is not gone. I think there will be a hybrid of virtual and in-person events, kind of the future that I see. Uh, you, We now figured out how easy it is to be right with somebody, even if, uh, even if they're busy or got a full day, they can set aside a little time to do this. So I don't think the virtual end is going to disappear anytime. As far as how easy it is, there's a lot of different platforms out there that you can do these with. Uh, Choosing the right one is really important. I love uh, the platform that we went with. It's a company called Cadence. They blew me away. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, The hardest part was 
trying to get five different representation companies to all work together because traditionally we're seen as competition, right? Mm -hmm. We, we, we all, we overlap here and there, but getting everybody on the same page, you know, it wasn't a, an issue of working together. Everybody was happy to work together. It's just, we're all running five businesses during a crazy time. So we, we have these Thursday calls that we get on every single week. We've done them for months and months and months. It's one of the highlights of the week now. It's just getting to see these same faces. And I haven't met some of these people in person yet. I feel like I know them intimately because we get to talk Mm -hmm. every week. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, one of the biggest challenges I think was just just that is everybody has their own schedules and agenda and, and getting everybody on the same page. But somehow we did it uh, and doing it again in April. I'm so excited for April. So for anyone who did attend the previous one, is there are there any things that are changing in April that we can look forward to? Or are you going to keep everything secret? No, there's, there's some changes we can certainly talk about. So RepFest back in October was only two days long, which I thought was great, but a lot of people said that they wanted it to be a little longer. So we are adding a third day. Um, again, it, it's not a huge deal because you can come and go as you please. It's not like you have to be there the full three days. Um, you can watch everything later on if you'd like. Uh, that's one of the biggest changes. We are also bringing on a couple other representation companies. So as I mentioned, the first RepFest, there were five of us, um, KAI, Index Select, Janine Cefeli Representation, TL Portfolio, and Bennett Mercado Hospitality. Uh, we are bringing on, it's going to be between three and five others. That's getting finalized okay. this week. Um, so we'll, we'll leave that part for surprise. Um, I have a few in mind. Let's see if I won't say, but let's see if I can guess them. And I'm sure I will learn about another new one. So I'm already excited. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a good thing. And that, you know, representation companies, like you're saying, they're such an important part of our industry. And I think that RepFest is a great way to really highlight them and, and show the value that they can bring to the trade. Another big change is with the RepFest in October, we donated all profits to a charity. So every single profit from a ticket sale went to Every Mother Count. And that was awesome. We raised almost $11,000 for them. And this April, we'll be donating all the profits to AFTA. Um, and we thought that was really important. Um, in October, our, our motto was RepFest is a celebration of travel. And in April, we're going with RepFest is a celebration of the travel advisor. We love travel advisors. They are what make us uh, successful and they're what let us do what we love every single day. Um, and we could not think of a better partner than ASTA. So every dollar that you donate, uh, you pay to get into RepFest is actually going right back to an organization that is promoting you and helping you and fighting your battles on Capitol Hill and educating you and changing uh, what is often you know the common misperceptions of what travel advisors are. So uh, mm-hmm. we think that by choosing ASTA as our, our charity for this RepFest, it should do a lot of good for our whole industry. That's amazing. And I, I actually didn't realize that I'd er- I've already registered for RepFest, but I didn't know that the fund where the funds were going. I will admit that I, of course, knew of ASTA when I got started as a travel advisor, but it wasn't until the pandemic started that I really started to learn and understand what they do for us as travel advisors and how helpful that they've been in the last year. And I even started looking at attending, um, I think they call it Ledge Day, the legislative day in Washington, DC to like even take it a step further to really see and behind the scenes and understand what they're doing for us in Washington, D.C., because I don't know anything about that world of trying to stand up for an entire industry and make sure that people know what it's about and know how we need to be supported. Um, so that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that you're supporting ASTA this year. 
Yeah, it's been great getting to work with them so far. And honestly, for myself, learn a lot more about them. That was, yeah, I had an under understanding, but now in our daily conversations, there's just more and more I learn and they are a fantastic organization. And, you know, there's so many different industries and people that need help in the world right now. But I, I think it's important not to forget that our industry is really struggling too. So I was happy that we're able to do something that will help uh, lift us all back up. Amazing. Hey, Masters in Travel. Since starting your travel business, how many times have you said to another advisor, if only I had known about this sooner? There are so many resources available to travel advisors, from podcasts and news publications, to tools and systems, to services and professionals that specialize and cater to the travel industry. But finding them and knowing about them is often left to a random, unexpected conversation with another advisor. The Masters in Travel Resource Library is a free resource for travel advisors by travel advisors that includes a compilation of all the resources that are available so that you can learn about, research, and implement these resources when the timing is right in your business and when it can benefit you most. In the resource library for travel advisors, you'll find three main subsections, learn, execute, and delegate. In the learn subsection, you'll find articles, podcasts, webinars, and courses. Once you've learned about a specific topic and you have a plan to move forward, there are most likely tools and systems that will enable you to execute as efficiently and effectively as possible. In the execute subsection, you'll find tools, systems, and templates. As your business grows, a desire and a need to delegate and to offload some of the daily and weekly tasks will emerge. In the delegate subsection, you'll find service providers who can do just that. Take some of those time-consuming tasks off your hands and apply their expertise to this area of your business. Most of them cater specifically to the travel advisor community, so it's a win-win for everyone. And the best part? Advisors are submitting new resources to add to the library every week. If you're listening and if you've contributed resources already, thank you for your collaborative spirit and for your generosity in growing this resource for the travel advisor community. To learn more and to sign up for the resource library for travel advisors, go to community.mastersintravel.co. That's community.mastersintravel.co. Okay, back to the conversation. Okay, before we wrap up, tell us first where people can sign up for the Positive Vibes newsletter. Is that just by going to the KAI website? Does that automatically put them on the Positive Vibes newsletter or how, what do they need to do? Yep, you can go to the KAI website and uh, subscribe to our mailings there. We are not an overly heavy, you know, we don't want to inundate you with mailing. So maybe once a month, you'll get a newsletter, uh, just mostly on our collection and things that are changing and special deals, all that. The positive vibes go out once a week and then you'll get the sporadic, hey, we're doing this special webinar kind of thing out there. Um, we also have a cool series called Around the World in 80 Days where we're going around the world with all of our clients um, and, and every day there's two webinars uh, for you to check out. So that was a long answer to say that, yes, you can go to the KI website, you can subscribe there um, and you'll be invited to those things and what you'd like, please join. What you don't, uh, that's fine. You're welcome to hit delete. Amazing. And how can uh, advisors learn more and register for RepFest and the dates? Tell us the dates and all the details we need. Yeah. So the dates are April 20th to 22nd, um, ending on Earth Day. So we got some fun stuff happening that day. And you can go to repfest.live. It's R-E-P-C-F-E-S-T dot live. All the information on the show is there and you can uh, click the link to register. And in the next couple of weeks, we should be having the an 
the lineup. So if you think of any good music festival and you take a look and it tells you the different stages and who's playing at what times, the exact same thing where you'll be able to see five different stages and what suppliers will be talking at what times and kind of map your way out around it. And we're hoping to open up the platform about a week before the show. Um, so you can go on, you can check out all the suppliers. There'll be plenty of good content to read and download. Um, and it, oh, it's, cool. all, yeah, it's definitely neat. And there's a really great communication element to it as well. Um, you can do, you know, drop in Zooms with any friends that you see on the platform. We're trying to recreate this idea of bumping into somebody at the hall at a conference. And mm -hmm. those are often the best conversations or the conversations at the bar at the end of the day. And we want to yes. try and take that and put it into a virtual fashion. So um, hopefully people jump on the platform and take advantage of those things. I love that. That has been one of my biggest goals with the podcast is trying to recreate the drinks at the end of the day of the conference that happened between travel advisors. It's hard. And it's one of those things that it's just so much fun. And where you make some of your best friends when you have some of the best conversations, you know, yes. you, you go through a whole day of, you know, short, quick meetings and blah, 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 trying to speed mm -hmm. through everything. But then it's, oh man, I want whatever you're having and striking up a conversation. Yes. All of a sudden, that's the best business that you got from the entire conference. So yeah. yes, it, it's, it is so true. And it's amazing that while everything was shut down and we couldn't go anywhere, you were masterminding the RepFest and Positive Vibes newsletter. And I was over here like, I want to have the conversations that I have at industry events, but more often and on a regular basis and more intentional, you know, like why do those conversations only have to happen a few times a year? And it seems so lucky and serendipitous what might get talked about and what might not. But every single time I am at a conference and just I, some of the most amazing conversations I've had have been waiting in line for the bathroom at the industry events <laughs> because yeah. they're, they're 10 or 15 minutes long. You can talk about a lot. <laughs> yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Let's recreate these conversations because as you mentioned, sometimes those are the most pivotal conversations leaving that conference of just some little thing that another advisor has said about how they're approaching a certain situation or a tool or a system that they're using or a supplier that they just met. So that's my goal with the podcast as well. So Andrew, thank you for everything that you're doing with the newsletter. It's seriously one of my favorite ones to read every week. Thank you for RepFest. It's my new favorite virtual event. And I will say from all the feedback you've been gathering from other advisors, I've attended quite a few virtual events and RepFest is my favorite setup. It's it's just really fun. It's really engaging. It's really unique. And it's definitely different. So bravo to you and to all of the rep companies participating. And as always, thank you for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Well, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. And I look forward to seeing you in person someday as soon as we can. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you want more, head over to mastersintravelpod.com for show notes and links to the resources we discussed in today's episode. If you loved today's interview as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.